Welcome to Nexa Talk. This episode will tackle the current state of artificial intelligence and how asset managers are engaging with this evolving technology. You're listening to Nexa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nexa Talk features targeted content from Nexa's live webinar programming. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nexa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nexa host, and on today's show, we're talking about how AI is impacting the global asset management industry. Today, we'll hear from Nazir Zubairi, CEO of Luxembourg House of Financial Technology Foundation, and David Jones, Managing Director at Accenture. We'll be talking about AI um, in fund management. There's a lot of change generally going on um, in the world at large, driven by technology, uh, driven by human behaviors, and not so more in the field of financial services, where fintech as a buzzword and AI, blockchain, big data uh, is inescapable to some degree in our daily lives. Um, AI this year particularly has really risen to the fore as a, as a, a huge area of focus and excitement. Um, with a number of different interesting developments and innovations occurring across multiple different sectors outside of financial services. I mean, we can't escape on the news, although it's been a little quiet recently, the development of uh, driverless cars. Um, AI is now also being tested and employed in crime prevention and tracking, particularly around uh, road traffic and road incidents. AI is also being increasingly employed in advertising and marketing, where you know, a number of institutions, even banks themselves in the Middle East, have implemented tracking technology to be able to identify customers walking into the branches, identifying the mood those customers are in simply by analyzing their face. Um, and being able to pre-populate account data. And we're going to see greater use of this technology in the coming years, um, even as we walk down the street where the tracking technology will be able to help us, uh, will be able to help advertisers I really pinpoint the type of um, advertising to serve to you. There's been multiple tests of uh, machine learning and AI technology in, in the field of medicine where test after test has shown that uh, artificial intelligence is better able to diagnose common ailments than the best doctors on the planet. Very interestingly, in in the field of law, artificial um, AI is being implemented to reduce some of the the workload and to automate a lot of the more mundane tasks, um, increasing with complexity in terms of the analysis that's being um, prevalent across multiple sectors. Um, and AI just generally is, is talked about in terms of the different layers of augmentation and assistance, um, such as through robot process automation, across a number of fields and, and uh, with potentially large-scale impacts, be it in terms of workforce, be it in terms of productivity. Um, and, I mean, at this point, I think... I'd like to maybe ask David um, to give us, from your perspective, some of the uh, things you're seeing at a macro level within the sector of AI, particularly pertinent within the f- financial services industry and fund management. 
Certainly. Thank you, Nasir. That's great. Um, you know, it's interesting, the, the opening that you provided in terms of how it's um, cascading across a variety of industries. I, I happened to be at Northwestern last week at the Kellogg School doing a, um, an internal training curriculum that we've created for some of our strategy partners. And what was interesting is many of the references that you just made were, were highlighted by some of the faculty from Northwestern. And I think what's interesting is you now cascade that into financial services. You know, the FS industry is an animal all to its own. I think the, the Amazon, Tesla stories certainly are prevalent in the market. I'm going to try to bring that back to FS and truly what's transpiring on the ground. Um, so I'm in front of our um, FS clients all day, every day, and these are some things that I have seen manifest themselves over the course of the last six to nine months in terms of how organizations are thinking about applying AI and where they are on that journey today. Uh, I'll rattle through these very quickly. First, from a management objective standpoint, inside of big organizations, whether they be fund managers, asset managers, or broader FS organizations, I would think about 2016 and 2017 as folks were dipping their toes in the pool. Generally speaking, there weren't large uh, dollars associated to their P&Ls to support whatever they would be doing in the AI space. I think 2018 was a pivot point for that, where we would see probably 80% of organizations had some sort of true funding to support a strategy that is uh, you know, AI-driven, if you will. And then as you pivot into 19, the expectation is, is that capability and that, um, that delivery mechanism, if you will, is now being matured and is real. Right? So I think in the last 18 to 24 months, we've seen a, a massive transition in that space, frankly, more rapidly than I would have anticipated, just given the, the breadth and uh, size of some of the organizations that we work with. The second point is around how you have to link together different components of an organization to be successful with AI. The three that are noted here around reengineering, IA, which we're going to speak to more in just a moment, and then sourcing. What I mean by that specifically is where and how is the work being done uh, so that you think about how you're going to re-engineer your work to accommodate these net new technologies. Many organizations have left the re-engineering piece out of that fold. I think we're seeing that brought in aggressively uh, because generally speaking, as we think about AI and get further into this dialogue, very hard to do any of that absent a material amount of re-engineering, in particular in FS because it's not straightforward. You've got spaghetti systems in the back end and all of those factors are key. Third point, um, customer journeys and data maturity. Uh, again, a customer-centric point of view, I think, is now beginning to emerge more clearly in how these tools and capabilities are being deployed. In the early days, that was oftentimes left out, uh, and now I think that's become quite clear. Data maturity and analytics really are the drivers for how AI is being deployed, and thus central to that effort overall. And then the last two, I think, are probably the most interesting in terms of you know where, where are organizations today. The first is around the near-term road. Um, and that's very specific to what I call data lockers. Uh, there's three primary areas where we're seeing that. You know, number one, there's data within documents. Um, think of transmission filings across any of the fund managers when transactions are occurring or new enrollees are occurring within an, an asset class or a fund. The second is semi-structured text. Think about the broad-based communications that are occurring via email, correspondence, text, et cetera. How do you take the data out of those communication channels and leverage it for your downstream business processes? And the third is voice, um, and that's specific to um, interactions that are happening with consumers and the information that is captured during a call. How can I take that information out and use it again to uh, you know, an analyze sentiment, escalate to the extent necessary, or drive a downstream business process? 
where that leaves us is on the fifth point, which is around platforms. Um, the, the, the takeaway here would be that now there is a much more well-defined universe around how AI is being deployed. I'll walk you through what that means in a moment, but I think a few takeaways there. Number one, how organizations are migrating to the cloud is a key influencer for how they are thinking about their AI strategy. There is an overlap in those two. And then you'll see in a moment that there's an entire ecosystem of tools that are out there that are driving how organizations are beginning to think through this. And then that is followed by an open source strategy. Um, you know, will you be building things out of libraries that use open source code to deliver your outcomes? One observation that gives you the whole takeaway, which is, in essence, um, the pivot from uh, rule-based decisioning to AI-based decisioning is happening over the course of the next 12 months, and AI-type capabilities are going to be a greater percentage of the market share than rule-based capabilities, which would be inclusive of things like robotic process automation that Nasir mentioned a moment ago. You've been listening to Nixa Talk, expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to Nixon members. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.